It's like I've been smooth for so long, I'm trying to get rough Fuck buffing my nails, dog. I'm trying to get buff Fuck shaping my beard up, I'm liking the scruff And fuck the hills, cause I'm living my life in the cut Can't imagine that I'm gonna meet my wife in the club We gon' see though, I feel like she more of a CEO Or maybe she doing volunteer work in Rio It's not like I need her, but I would love to meet her Another day, another dollar, another phone with another feature I don't play goalie, but I'm my brother's keeper Surrounded by family, I'm not with other people They say I got my pop's demeanor and mother's features The garden's still private as ever The gang thriving together Your boy's striving to be the most dominant ever The hardest white boy since the one who rapped about We are going, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen To the High Button Podcast I'm your host, Justin Belanger Today's episode of the High Button Podcast Is brought to you by ProLineStadium.com Atlantic Canada's home field for great sports betting it is playoff time you are correct think you know who is headed towards the championship get into hockey and basketball playoffs with the latest pro line offers and you can earn up to 50 dollars per week in parlay tokens right now until may 28th 2023 every wager of 10 dollars or more on a parlay of three or more basketball or hockey picks earn you a 10 dollar parlay token A total of five tokens can be earned each week. Tokens must be used on a parlay of three or more picks and expire June 30th, 2023. Bet on ProLine all season long at ProLineStadium.com or download the ALC app. Please play responsibly. Must be 19 years of age or older. What a weekend. Actually, I just realized... It's a holiday. Oh, I didn't realize. I've known it's a holiday, but it's Monday and we're still doing a podcast. Jeff's coming in. You know, do I feel bad he's coming in on a holiday, long weekend? No, because it's not really works. Just kind of sit there and he presses one button, record, and he's good to go. So whatever. Um, but what a weekend, you know. Went up to the cottage with uh, another couple. Ate like kings. Watched Brooksy. Watched Corey Connors. It was unfortunate how it fell apart yesterday uh, on Sunday. But what a performance by him. Uh, watched hockey basketball I'm actually supposed to be going to game five Celtics heat so if they don't if they get swept I'm screwed I'm sure you still get your money back but I really want to go to that game uh headed up to Boston on Thursday also the Mooseheads unfortunately lost Quebec won in Halifax yesterday great game like hell of a game at the Scotiabank Center Zach LaRue scored late I think with three minutes left to go up one but then Quebec scored two to respond it was like oh my god um, I just love sports, man. I love sports. What more is there to this? The drama, the politics, the athleticism, the highlights. It was just an unbelievable weekend. Well, it's still, I shouldn't say it was an unbelievable weekend. It still technically is the weekend, Justin. So shut up. It's, it's been a great weekend of sports. Uh, it's going to be an in-house podcast today. Myself, Jeff Warburton, we're going to go over all things that happened this past weekend and what's on the horizon. All right, here we go. High Button Sports. This is the High Button Podcast. Justin, Jeff, here we go. You know what comes next. And we're going. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High button podcast also jeff i completely forgot that today was a holiday my bad for making you come in but it's not that tough of work um what's the holiday victoria day victoria day and it's monday yep may 22nd yeah that's today um yeah what's going on everyone welcome uh what a weekend we're still in the weekend of sports you know one thing after this 
<clears throat> excuse me, past weekend. Why do I keep saying that? It's still the weekend. One thing about this weekend I've learned is that we're all, you know, we're all pretty much losers. We all as sports fans understand your team losing. You know, 99 out of 100 times your team has a chance to win this thing that we like to call a championship. You're most likely going to lose your team. Halifax Moose has experienced it yesterday. Edmonton experienced it last week. The Maple Leafs experience it every single year. It's this, what we're all losers and we all know the feeling of being losers. So when I was thinking about this yesterday when the Mooseheads lost, I, it made me feel a little bit better thinking that, okay, yeah, right now, Halifax, we lost. Great run. But everyone shares this experience of losing together. The pool of losers are bigger than the pool of winners. Mm. So that gave me a little bit of comfort yesterday, and that was a little deep thought on my ride home of, of knowing that I was with a, a vast majority of people that shared a common feeling of being a loser. Um, but yeah, that, that, that was my two cents on yesterday. Yeah, that was a tough one, man. What was it like? Explain your day at the Mooseheads yesterday. Well, first of all, I got home from the cottage around 11. No, got home from the cottage around 2. Huge. It was like rain. It was, I was going like 70 miles an hour on the highway. There was just a bunch of rain. It was tough to drive. So we got home late, and then I just I crashed on the couch and just started watching golf. And I, you know that... You know that mood where you're almost about to take a nap and fall asleep watching TV and the rain's coming down, you're warm, you got the blanket, like that's where I was at. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I look at my phone and it's 4.15. Really? And I'm like, oh no. Uh, that's gotten it close. <laughs> you know, like I got to go. Because especially you got to take parking into consideration, oh, you yeah. have to take the traffic into consideration, the rain. You know, everyone's slower when it rains, mm -hmm. which is another weird thing. Remember, like, the kids that were always late for school? Oh, sorry, I'm late. It's raining. Yeah. Rain it, was just, a long, it was a long morning. You know, like, rain just <laughs> always slows things down. And um, so I get there. I made it. I, uh, I What I did, I surrendered on the close parking. I just knew I wasn't going to get anywhere close to the rink, so I just parked over by the pointy pool, the pointy roof pool, Centennial oh, Pool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Centennial. I just surrendered. I'm like, all right, I'm going to walk. I parked far, and it worked out. Found a spot, like that mm. ended up walking made it in time for the five o'clock puck drop um and at the very beginning of the game halifax had a great push for the other games i was at at the scotia bank center quebec always had a first strong push to start the game but i thought you know five o'clock start maybe the universe is off because the games were always starting at eight Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, well, maybe if the games are at five, maybe something something will will switch. And, and I think it did. Halifax had a great first two periods. Yeah, yeah, they let in some goals, unfortunately. But in terms of energy in the building, it was very um, Halifax is going to win vibes. Mm. This is, we're going game seven. Mm. So as we're in game seven, or sorry, as we're in game six, the third period, I'm like, okay, man, there's a chance that Quebec uh, doesn't pull through here there's a game seven in Quebec so my mind is going okay what media members from Nova Scotia are going to Quebec for game seven so I go over to Willie Paloff I'm like hey Willie like if this goes seven are you going up to Quebec tomorrow for game are you going and he goes nah like we're not, I'm not going uh, he, he goes are you going I go I'd like to go like flights were pretty expensive I was like I don't know we'll see and he goes well if you do want to go message uh there's a guy who I talked from the queue um 
he's like in charge of the media and he said that there was like a charter flight to Quebec for all the media and all the French media and then all the executives of the queue are going I could pay him and I can get on a flight with him so mm. I was emailing him and I was going hey Maxime if this goes to game seven could I get a lift with you? Let me know how much I'll e-transfer, yada, yada. So I already had the motion going really? of getting on the flight with the Q people yeah. to go to Quebec for today for game seven, which oh. I kind of regret now because I feel like I might have jinxed it. Definitely, I don't know. Yeah. But I, I, didn't, I didn't say – I just said, is there an available seat? Mm-hmm. I just wanted to know. So anyways, as I'm writing out this email, oh, LaRue scores to make it 4-3, I believe it was. Oh, yeah. Or no. Yeah. Four, is no, it four? Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. LaRousse, so I'm sending this email. And I'm like, yes, let's go. Give me an available seat on oh. this flight. I'm going to Quebec. I'm just pumped. There's only three minutes left. And then I don't know, what was it? Oh. 30 seconds later, yeah. Quebec scores. And then another minute later, Quebec scores again to go up. And then you're just... You're you're just drained. When I talk about energy swings, mm. I've never felt a bigger energy swing in an arena. You go from that Larue scoring, Marty Furk vibes, just like yeah, the whole arena erupted mm-hmm. to silence. Oh man, people leaving the exits. You know, it's Sunday. It's rain and energy is just the flooded. run is over. It's dead. And, you know, then the game ended, and it's very unfortunate. It was, um, you know, you, you look around and you see, you know, you're up top there in the press box, and you look down and you just see people's faces. Even up in the press box, you look at, like, the Q execs, the managers, the scouts, and everything, and they're just kind of shocked and blown away. I think everyone up there thought it was going seven after LaRue scored that goal. But hockey is such an unforgiving game. You have to be on your toes all the time. And Quebec you got to give it to them they did not quit um when i was down in the zamboni entrance waiting to go into the ice to interview everyone the there was a guy that works for scotia bank center i don't know who he was he was just like a, a staff attendant whatever and i was standing there with mavs and he went up to mavs and he's like you know mavs you got to look at it this way win or lose this was the last game they could have played at home mm-hmm. they made it all the way yeah did they make it to the last game no but either way you look at it they kind of did make it to the last game of the year. So you kind of have to take that as a win. And I looked at it that way a little bit, and it did make sense. Think about how many teams have tried to get to that point. Game six of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League finals. Like, yeah. you know, it, it is unfortunate they fell. Like, it is a loser mentality to say that. I get it. But Definitely. you have to find, a, what is it? You got to find a positive in everything. Yeah. And, and that was the positive. Silver I left lining. There. Silver it's lining. The silver lining. Yeah. And then also everyone's a loser type of thing. That that yeah. helps. That was a random ice crew member who was saying that to Mavs right before he walked out. Yeah. Well, Mavs knows everyone in that ring. So it was some guy just, I, I've seen his face before. I don't know what he did. And he looked, I think he was like a technician or something. Mm. And he's like, you know, you got to look at it either way. This was the last game the Moose says we're going to play at home mm-hmm. anyways. And, like, I was standing there as the players were coming off the Mooseheads. And just, you could see the defeat in their face. It was more not, it was more shock. Yeah. It was more like, whoa, we were just up three minutes ago, and now we're going home. Yeah. I, I, LaRue was walking out. I shook his hand. He was pissed. I was like, hey, man, head up. You had a great series. Really? What, did he thanks. say anything? He just said, thanks, man. Like, you know, he was just, he's just in shock. Yeah. It's just... It was a tough one. He just scored the biggest goal of his career, and it wouldn't end up mattering well, three minutes later. You know, his head was down, and I was like, man, head up. You know, you had a great series. You know, you'll, you'll, be, you'll, 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 you'll be back in a scenario like this. And he's like, all right. You he's, don't want to talk yeah. to him. you got to let him go to the room. But you just got to put your two cents in. Yeah. It was tough. 
He's an awesome, legendary Mooseheads player, I think, Larue, yeah, at this sure. point. Like, when he scored that goal, I was like, Playoff I was like, put his name in the rafters, but it wasn't meant to be. I was amongst the fans up there in the upper bowl. Oh, you were at the game. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And the place just exploded, man. Like, exactly like you'd feel like with the uh, when they scored that goal. Everyone's cheering, pumped up. And I just hear this little kid behind me. Uh, probably 16 years old. Stop celebrating like they won, you know, like forever the, true. what is it, the pessimistic side. He was just, stop, stop, and everyone's going nuts. And then 30 seconds later, they score, and he's just looking around like he, like, you know, like I called it. It's like, all right, congrats, kid. We're down. <laughs> We're done. Like, he's you, right, you, Yeah, you got one over on us. Nice. Uh. It's so embarrassing to enjoy things and have hope. No, but it was, uh, it was fun. It was still a fun game nonetheless, but man. It was just the legacy of winning one of those cups, right? And, like, remembering the team. Like, we always think about that 2013 team, every single player on it. This year, they, we had the World Juniors. Like you said, you get to the second last game of the entire year. And to go out like that, oh, and then the Jays this year, and then the Oilers, and just ever, nothing's going right for the... Yeah, we're all losers. Yeah, we're all losers. You know? Let's just celebrate that. We're all losers. Yeah, it makes everything- the winning sweeter makes the winning a lot sweeter if you're you know living in quebec and you're waking up right now you're you know just embrace it have fun with it mm-hmm. but for the rest of us we're gonna sit here and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna salt we're, we're here i guess we're still the number two organization yeah just right behind them that's why there's always a next season anyway <laughs> so i'm down there in the zamboni entrance you have to wait until rds slash tsn is done with mm. their main interviews until the chumps are allowed on the ice aka me <laughs> so eventually we're allowed on the ice um and then interview justin comes into play and i'm thinking two guys patrick Waugh, patrick Waugh, roy i say Waugh, yeah patrick Waugh, yeah patrick Waugh. And Davis Cooper. Davis Cooper from Halifax. Played with the Max. Um, have a little bit of a history with them. Went to Telus Cup with him in Thunder Bay like five mm. years ago. Um, so quick little interview with him. Not too nervous about that. Have a couple questions. I was messaging dudes. I was like, dudes, what do I ask uh, Wah? What do I ask Davis? He was home, so we had a good understanding of watching from TV. He had a little bit more composure than I did. Mm-hmm. Had a couple great questions. So I relayed them to Wah. And here's the thing about when after... It's a lot of French media interviewing Wah. So I don't really want to be in the scrum because, one, I don't really know what he's saying. And, two, I don't want to switch over to an English question as everyone's recording in French because they're on French TV. So I just I just mm. didn't go to school for media. I don't know the <laughs> yeah. rules for a media scrum, how it works. You know, all these guys there, they're in suits. They got seven-year degrees. Yeah. <laughs> I'm there in my Patagonia yellow rain jacket. Just, hey, man, what's it? You know, Mustard I, colored. You know, I'm just, I'm trying to do my best here. Yeah. So I let the scrum finish with the French media. And I hover very, very similar to Tom Bernard. You, you hover, you mm-hmm. linger, I'm a lingerer, mm-hmm. and you wait for that scrum to be over. Eventually it's over, and you kind of feel bad because you want to let him celebrate with his team. But I couldn't let that happen. So I said, excuse me, Mr. Wa- Mr. Waugh, do you mind if I just grab a couple photo, a couple questions in English? And he wasn't overly thrilled, but he was just like, yeah, no problem. Let me go. Sure, that, that's fine. I'll do it. And I saw him look down at my... Um, I had my Montreal golf quarter zip on. Yeah. And I, and he, cause he was looking for like what part of the media I was with. Yeah. Cause I didn't have my media pass on or anything. No high just, button. I had nothing yeah. out there. I was just, it was just me. 
And I saw him look down, and then I saw him look up, and he was just a little confused because I had my iPhone, and I wasn't, like, recording because <laughs> all these guys have um, audio uh-huh. recorders. And I'm just there with my iPhone, put it on wide, boom, here we go. And I just essentially asked him how the crowd was in Halifax, and he answered tremendously. He said that he, the, the crowd here was awesome. He was uh, a really, really, really nice guy, understanding and he's very thoughtful in his details. Even that, and his he's thoughtful in his answers. Even when he was answering answering in French, I don't really know what he's saying, but I I could pick up that he was very detail oriented with every single word that he was coming out. Even with the the other media, even though all this is going on, he wants to celebrate mm. with his team. He was very he was very patient and understanding with the media, which he was with me even though he probably didn't really want to speak to me after just talking for 10 minutes with the French media. Yeah. But even just getting those two questions in with him, it was a, it was a cool experience. Arguably one of the, yeah, I guess you could say it's an interview. Arguably one of the biggest interviews I've ever done. Yeah. Even though it was only two minutes. Yeah. Just not even two minutes, but 30 seconds, if that. Mm-hmm. But uh, very, very cool uh, individual. Didn't think, I thought he'd be a little bit more standoffish, but he was... Just open? Just, yeah. how are you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess he just won a championship, yeah. so it's hard to be pissed yeah. off. Yeah, I was about to say, I think that was his first championship with them. I don't yeah, think it was. Ever, so you've probably got him at one of the happiest moments he's had in the last 10 years. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> in point. In that moment, like, literally 30 seconds after hugging his team captain or whatever. Yeah. So you caught him at a good a good time. But no, he was great. And then after, actually, no, I did Davis Cooper before uh, Mr. Waugh, because Mr. Waugh, was just surrounded with media so i just let him be and there was no one around coop i was like coop what up asked him a couple questions and uh you could tell he, when you ask these guys these questions they're still in shock they don't know what's mm. happening they're just yeah you know imagine yeah. winning a championship and then 30 seconds later someone's going how does it feel you're just you're trying to get a sip of water you're still yeah you know, you're, you're tired and that was uh that was cooper he's just he's just in shock about what happened and just nonetheless being able to be on the ice for those moments is very cool. Like two feet away, Patrick was lifting the cup, getting some yellow, which yellow Gatorade. I thought it would have been red with mm. Quebec, but they dumped the yellow Gatorade on him. Mm-hmm. Just being, it's it's almost like cheating a bit. You you get to pretend like you're part of the winning. Definitely. You, know? yeah. you just kind of have to yeah. embrace it. You could give anyone a hug on that ice and they'd hug you back. Just, <laughs> they don't, they don't care. They're just, they're, in, they're like drunk of happiness. They're yeah. just, they're, they're, they're just on another planet. So it's that's definitely one of the perks of the job is being able to experience that with mm-hmm. multiple winning teams. So yeah. really, really cool experience. You kind of like feel the energy yeah. off the oh. ice, man. Like it's like buzzing from the ice up, just like in that whole area. Yeah, it's cool. And we had a we had some. You know, here's the thing. I I think about. You know, obviously we're a Nova Scotia based company, and we had a couple people message saying like, "Why are you interviewing Quebec players? Why are you on the ice doing mm. this?" And you know. You, a part of the person's right, but on the other side, you have to think bigger. Like at, at the end of the day, we're part of the media, new school media, and it's just good content. I understand you're from Halifax. You might be a little upset that I'm on the ice interviewing Quebec players, but Davis is from Halifax. Yeah. And Patrick Waugh is Patrick Waugh. I'm not gonna pass off that up. I'm not gonna pass up that opportunity to interview yeah. Patrick Waugh. What do you want me to do? Say no. I'm gonna go home and yeah. watch Brooksy highlights. Like no, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go interview Patrick Waugh if I have the yeah. opportunity. So, you know, everyone out there, not everyone, just a few individuals that were a little upset. You know, you can yeah. you can you can go do what I think you should do. You know, I, I'll I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I'm gonna do what I think's best for this company. You're not dictating. Mm. You didn't get this company 
to where it is by you sitting at home messaging me on Instagram saying, "Hey man, why'd you do that?" So yeah. you can you can you can shove it. I do kind of understand because like I I like I understand both sides because I did go home and like you know I've watched enough hockey this year where I don't get too too upset over outcomes, but I was like kind of like like upset and disappointed, and I looked at my phone and I just see a video of you with the high button account just with the camera right in Wa's face, and I was like, oh. But then I was like, yeah, like if it's you know if it's some random head coach, yeah, you're not there. But it's Patty Wa, and like you said, I think you know that counts as a high button interview. We got. Uh, uh, it goes on the route, Mount Rushmore. Remember when Aiden did the one with Landeskog last year, yeah. too, during the parade? It's like, you know, one, two questions, baby. You're in, you're out. You did the Bedard one. Yeah. That's how you got to kind of get those big names, unless you're McKinnon. But, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's a very... It's a, it's a cool feeling. It's almost like you have to just do... Like, I have a thing on my head where I just go, one, two, three, do it. And you just mm. don't even pretend you're human. You just have to pretend you're, like, water. You're just not even, like... Yeah. I just don't like some of these other, maybe some of these other media members knew Patrick Waugh, but I've never, you know, I've never said, Hey, to the guy, most of us haven't. And it's intimidating him being right there in your whole life. You just see the guy on TV, stopping pucks, waving to the Montreal crowd. And what's the one where he's like cut over his eye in Colorado after the fight. Like these people aren't, they're, they're like superhumans Mm -hmm. to us, to hockey fans. So to actually see him and, you know, living person a foot away from you. It's weird for the first time. Mm. And then all of a sudden you actually have access to him to talk to him like a regular human. It's, it's we it's a weird feeling, but very surreal. Mm-hmm. And a part of me, maybe there is a trick that they teach in media school, whatever it is, but, but I just, I, I don't know the trick. So my trick is just one, two, three. I just say in my head, it's weird. I just go one, two, three water. I just say it in my head. And then every human emotion is gone i just pretend like i'm a body of water with a phone yeah it's just it's a weird little trick in my head but yeah just one two three water and i just do it it's like jumping off it's like if you're gonna jump out of a plane yeah with a parachute like no one really wants to do that but apparently it's thrilling so it's just one two three water and you just do it yeah basically one two three fuck it that's steve-o man steve-o says that since he was a kid he does all those stunts he would go one two three and if he ever reached three in his count he had to do it Oh yeah. So he'd be like one two, and then he would he would pussy out a couple times. Yeah. But if he ever said one two three, you can't turn back at that point. Well, yeah, interviewing Patrick Waugh compared to what Steve O did is nothing. <laughs> yeah, so we all take my job yeah. over his. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, it was a really cool twenty four hours. Drove home from the cottage in a rainstorm. Came home. I watched like a bit of the uh, golf. Almost fell asleep for a nap. Got in the car, found parking, went to the rink, watched a great hockey game. One of the best years of hockey of my life. It's still not over, but I don't think I'll be to an NHL playoff game this year. But one of the best years of uh, hockey of my 31 years on this planet, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get to a more serious topic, um, unfortunately. Uh, it has to be addressed. We have tickets to Game 5 of the NBA Eastern Conference Finals, Boston Celtics versus Miami Heat. Um, if you're unaware, Miami is up three games to none on Boston. Um, we're, Jeff and I are heading to Boston for the Boston Showdown, I believe it's called, for a Spring League hockey tournament um, about an hour outside of uh, the city. But the first day we're there, we're going to be going to a, a basketball game that they like to call the Eastern Conference Finals NBA boston miami so you know we're in trouble i've never seen i I, i've seen a basketball game nba 
was Raptors versus the Knicks. It was awful. <laughs> but I'd really like to experience this, to see the Boston Celtics versus the Miami Heat play at TD Garden Game 5 of the Eastern Conference Finals. I think it would be one of the most cooler experiences of my life, of your life as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're in trouble. We need yeah. everyone that's listening to this podcast to pray to the basketball gods for us that the Celtics just win one game so we can see Game 5. So. I don't know what, when you want to do that, if you want to do it now, if you want to do it before dinner. Like before the game. Before the game. Maybe mm-hmm. tonight when you go to sleep, mm-hmm. like get on your knees and pray on the bed. But if you are – like I, I always find the dinner prayers are the biggest. Like God listens the most for – so tonight if you're having dinner, you grab everyone's hands and you say, Boston Celtics, please win game four so the high-button boys can see game five. That's all I'm asking. I'm not asking for money. I'm not asking for anything. Just a little prayer to the basketball gods. Yeah, that's like ten words. That's if that. I don't ask for much. Isn't this podcast free? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm giving this to you for free. Just do me a little prayer, please. You don't have to even grab your family's hands. I don't know how to pray in a group. You just kind of put your head down, Mm. close your eyes. Hands together, head down. Hands together, mean it. Yeah, like a little bow mm. and just say, please, please, basketball god, gods, how many there are, can you allow Boston to win game four so the high button guys can see game five? That's all yeah. I'm asking. It's not looking good. <laughs> yeah, it's but if they good. pray, imagine if how many people listen to this. How many, you know, if we get like 30, 40 prayers up there, that's mm, a lot of prayers. That is. It could a happen. lot of people in our corner. <laughs> yeah, they... Um, I was really feeling confident going into that fourth quarter of game two. I was like, just got to hang on for 12 more minutes and we're going. Yeah. And it just all went south and it hasn't, hasn't come back up. So hopefully they can find the heart and soul in game four. But I had so many people before the series tell me there's no chance of a sweep. I know. I'm putting 0%. Like, you're going. Like, you're chilling. And last night I was telling you, I was sitting there with my roommate watching it. And it was just silent. And he goes... Man, I think I think they're gonna get swept. Yes, I don't think you're going, man. And I said three days ago you told me there was a zero percent chance. So that's life, man. We're all losers. Honestly, isn't that just back to the beginning of this podcast? We're all losers. Yeah, we're all losers. So don't feel bad because we're all in this together. Yeah, we're all in this together. So what are we doing Thursday night if uh, we're not going to the game? We're not going. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The soul. Bruins are out. Is uh, football going? Like New England's not new. No, the Patriots aren't gone. there. Long gone. We could do the tour of Fenway where they take you into the locker room and stuff. Yeah, I've already done that. Yeah. Okay. You can go do it. I'll wait outside. <laughs> um, Boston. Boston market. Boys but, will take a market trip. What, 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 maybe like we can go to like have it maybe there's like a baseball game like it would be cool to go see like a college Mm. baseball game or something Mm. bu um boston college harvard Mm. i don't know there's just maybe we'll we'll find we got how long's the drive 10 hours yeah you got 10 hours to research something so that's the thing if they don't if they lose do we go later that day so we don't get there so early no, I want to get there early regardless because okay. I don't want to waste a day there. If we're going to be in the downtown core for one day, I just kind of want to do something. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd rather get there early and just putter around, find something Man, to do. I really hope they win that game. <laughs> I really hope they win yeah. that game four. Everyone at home's listening like, oh, poor yeah, I guys just need to go to a basketball game. Yeah. Poor, if you, poor guy. If you have any must-dos in Boston, message the high-button Instagram account. DM it. Yeah, that's a great. Yeah, 
I've been there once. Great mm-hmm. city. It's a lot of fun for Red Bull crashed ice like mm-hmm. four or five, six years ago. Biz said on uh, one of the Chicklets things the other day, he said he loves Halifax. He said it's like a mini Boston but cleaner. So Halifax is yeah. cleaner than Boston? That's what he said. I don't know. I guess right. so. It's a lot less big, so probably. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. We'll see. Um, so, yeah, just a quick prayer for us. Appreciate it. Uh, golf, PGA Championship. Mm-hmm. I love watching these guys perform under pressure. One thing I picked up randomly yesterday was how close the fans are to these pros that are taking shots like out of the rough. Like uh, Victor Havlin? Victor Hovland. Victor Hovland had a shot yesterday out of the rough, maybe seven feet from the fans, where he had to curve it around. It was actually the first, it was the second shot of the round yesterday. He had to curve it around a tree. And he easily could have duffed it and just hit a fan at a ball going 100 miles an hour. I couldn't believe how much trust these fans have in these golfers. Crazy. Because there was like that good, good tournament, and the guy drove a ball and it hit a fan on the left. Not that those mm. good, good guys are pro golfers, but still, it's just unbelievable the amount of trust that these fans oh, yeah. have. I saw that, actually. It was Garrett, wasn't it? Yeah. It was like their best golfer, too, and he just nailed the guy. And, that, and those guys are good golfers. So yeah. imagine how much of a better golfer you need to be on a pro tour. Mm-hmm. To be than those guys. Anyways, I was just I was amazed with how close uh, those fans were, and the rough was so thick. The rain was coming down. You're basically, you're basically hitting the ball out of like water, with grass around it. So much rain, the 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 rough. Oh man, but the most thing, the the thing that impressed me the most out of all these guys is just the consistency of play. Even if they did have a shot that was awful they were always able to recover. Like that's the biggest difference between I think a pro golfer and an amateur golfer. If you have a bad shot, they just always recover and somehow put it on the green, a foot away from the green, mm-hmm. and they have somehow chip and putt for par. It's just it's mind-boggling. I unfortunately didn't get to watch a lot of yesterday's golf, like at least the, the final round, like as soon as Brooksy teed off, I was gone. Maybe I didn't even know if I no, I yeah, I did. I got to see him tee off and then I was gone. But mm-hmm. Still, un- un- unbelievable PGA Championship. So now the debate is that Brooksy should be in the Ryder Cup representing America, but apparently live golfers aren't allowed in the Ryder Cup right now. Uh, so they're just saying that it's not best on best if Brooksy isn't there. So yeah. we'll see. Do you like Brooks? I don't mind him. He's a little bit of a bro, but that that is yeah. you know it is what it is. He's he's Brooksy. He's I think yeah. In professional sports, you need all the characters you can get so love him or hate him he's good for golf because he's a character he's Mm -hmm. not a shy quiet spoken individual that keeps to himself and wins championships i think that would be the worst thing ever having a guy that wins multiple championships that's quiet keeps to himself doesn't express how he feels jordan spieth a lot of those guys man yeah i'd say 80 percent of the guys are quiet golfers and i just that's not i just don't think that's the best for professional sports you want a guy that wins and lets you know that he won it tells you how he feels Mm. that's what gets emotions involved that's what gets investors involved that's what gets politics involved that's it's what makes the world spin is emotion Mm -hmm. and other things but people that speak their mind and especially a guy that speaks his mind that wins things 
it helps our job become a little bit more easier because it gives us things to talk about. Well, you're talking about Patrick Waugh and how important that was to you. He was one of the biggest characters in the NHL ever. You know, that's yeah. just the difference it makes, right? 100%. Right there. And if he's a shy, you know, not the most highly spoken individual, maybe that interview that I did yesterday doesn't go so well. Mm-hmm. But of who he is, he took his time. He had a couple thoughtful answers for me. And the video did very well on our social media platform. So in the business that we're in of social media and content, whatever it is, having individuals that are outspoken, thoughtful with their words, that care about, um, I guess, the people that they're talking to, I don't know, whatever, it, it just, it helps us. It helps the sports media industry. So Brooksy's Brooksy. And uh, actually, he used to play hockey, I'm pretty sure. He used to play hockey. Yeah, yeah he, he used to play hockey. Yeah, he quit because he got his tooth his teeth knocked out or something there's a story from a few years ago oh did he? he was a hockey player before he was a golf player or golfer sorry oh yeah yeah that's yeah that's that was his number one love hockey but he jumped over when his face got all mashed up i think and yeah. then he just became brooks Kapka. <laughs> well that makes me love him even more that's yeah great. but no and like i love the the little beef with the uh, dechambeau i yeah, love that they just... squashed it though oh did they? they like hugged after the round or something because yeah, they had a third round together two did days they? ago yeah. okay yeah, and he uh, and DeChambeau, like, tweeted out, like, congrats on the win, like, going above and beyond, showing people they were boys now. So, oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't know if I like that. But that's, like, you know, that's, that's kind of nice. It's like a rivalry that's wrapped up into a circle, like, a, you know, a complete thing now, and now you yeah. move it along. Okay. It's the new era of Kepka. He finally won another major. No, nah, I like the old Kepka. <laughs> the blonde hair. Yeah. Taking big money to go to live. The bad boy. Yeah, the bad boy of golf. DeChambeau walks behind him, says something, rolls his eyes. <laughs> That's the Brooksy I like. Can't let a, can't let a, what do they call it? Can't let a grudge go. No, no. Are you a grudge guy? Uh, I am, but grudges aren't good for business. So no, you kind of have quite. to let them go. Yeah. But yeah, I'm a grudge guy. Chip on a shoulder guy. Like, you don't forget anything. I know a story. I won't say his name or anything, but a guy, I had a friend or still have a friend, and he had a boss who had a friend as a childhood, whatever. Mm -hmm. Not even a friend. Maybe he was like a bully, but he did something to him when they were kids. And he's like, one day I'm going to get you back. I don't know when. I don't know how. I'm going to get you back. So anyways, fast forward 20 years later, these two guys are playing a like a – I don't know, fundraiser softball game for charity. (laughs) And the guy who was like the bully who like picked on the boss was at home playing um, catcher. And my friend's boss was rounding third, trying to make a play at home to be safe. And apparently he just smoked him. Really? Just charged the plate, laid him out to try to, of course he wants to be safe. But at the end of the day, apparently he remembered his, this story from when he was a kid, when he was getting picked on. And just ran him over 20 years later. That's so, so funny. I don't think I'd ever get that yeah. that intense, but I'll always remember that story about. Did he like look in his face and say like, well, no, so yeah, that's receipt another. Receipt paid or something no, like that? So apparently when he smashed the, the catcher, he stood over him. He was like, I told you. I told you I remember. I told you. <laughs> and this was like 20, 30 years ago. So he's, that's a grudge guy. Wow. He just held it in them for that long. 
saw that he was the catcher at home, and this is back when it was acceptable to charge the catcher to try to make a play mm-hmm. at home to be safe. And he stood over him and goes, I told you. I told you I wouldn't forget. At the charity softball match. At the charity match. softball match. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. You're waiting. You only have so many opportunities in life. Yeah. Hey, man. You play, you're going to put people in playing sports. You're going to get what you're going to get. That's it. Yeah, but grudges, man, the, you know, they can kill people too. They're not. They're not mm. If you hold on to a grudge. Yeah, I feel like that's not the best. Yeah, you can't let grudges ruin your day. Especially people you're close with. If it's someone you see once every once in a while, it's one thing. But you know, if it's someone you're close with and you care about, then you should probably just let it go. Yeah. Florida. Mm. Holy. Team of destiny. Well, when you start out the playoffs by beating the Boston Bruins with one of the best records in hockey of all time, you have to have a little bit of momentum. And then going into a market like Toronto, beating them four games to one. Dominating them. <laughs> beating them four games to one. And now going into Carolina, what are they up? Two nothing, three nothing right now? I think two nothing, two up. overtime wins by Kachak. Holy smokes. Nothing can stop them right now. No. They don't even celebrate. They just leave the ice. They say, see ya. And they go back to Florida. And I think game three is tonight. Mm. Oh, my God. Is, we, is it game three or four? All right. Now yeah. it's time to check. It, yeah. Before you go any further. See, this is why we have phones to check mid-podcast. Okay. So today is NHL today. It's game three tonight okay. in Florida, 9 o'clock, which is Nailed brutal. It. 9 o'clock. You know me if you're a high-button podcast listener. You know that I'm in bed by 9, 30, 10. That has to ch- something needs to change. If there's anyone out there that's a sleepetician that knows how to change sleep schedules, but still, a- I need I need eight nine hours. Mm. Like I need to sleep. Everyone's like, oh, Justin, you'll sleep when you're dead. No, you're dead when you're dead. I need sleep now. But I also love sports, and I need to be able to stay awake for these games. So if there's anyone out there that knows anything about sleep and how I can stay up a little bit later without drinking coffee, let me know. Um, then we'll go from there. What but, time do you wake up at every morning? Uh, like six, six fifteen. So could you move that to like eight and then go like eleven to eight and get your nine hours, or does it need to be? No, nah, because eight. When I sleep into eight, I feel like I'm eating fast food. You just feel sluggish. You just like, uh, it's no good. What about seven thirty? That feels a little earlier. Yeah, seven thirty maybe. Yeah, but you're not feeling bad if you wake up at seven thirty. I just like getting up and getting after it. There's nothing like puttering. I don't even like getting up and getting after it. I like getting up and puttering. I like getting up and like co- drinking <laughs> drinking coffee and like looking at things. That's such like a thirty year old. I think not that's even. how old that you are. That's 30, such, yeah. That's like a fifty year old thing. Yeah, but exactly. I love getting up, drinking coffee, and like looking at the lawn and like looking at <laughs> things. Like looking at people walking by and judging them. Like, what's that person doing? Yeah, you know, you just, like get off my lawn, yeah. boy. I like yeah. I like judging and drinking coffee and being up early. That's mm. my thing. But I would be willing to trade that in if I could stay up and watch three <laughs> periods of hockey in four yeah. quarters of basketball. What's like, more important to you at the end of the day? Sports. <laughs> oh boy. But like this Celtics Heat game coming up tomorrow, I have to stay up for it. Mm-hmm. So I might have to drink coffee and just stay up yeah, and watch the game. That's a sacrifice I'll have to make somehow. I respect that, man. I don't, I don't even want to get into You're the Jays. I don't want to get into the Jays. That's 
I don't even really know. I was working all weekend. That's none of my business. That's none of your business. Whenever someone's going through a downspill in life, I you just you don't you just stay out of it. It's not your business unless it's a family member and you think you can help them out and give them a call and say, uh-huh. "Hey, man, I'm here for you. I'm family. It's it's blood. You know, if you need anything, I'm here for you." But if it's not family and it's not blood, you just let them be. You, I'm not going to sit here and speculate on the Jays and what's wrong. I, I know very little about baseball. Maybe when dudes comes back on here, we'll get him to talk about the Jays. But it this isn't. It's just not good. It's just the Toronto market. They promise. They don't promise. I shouldn't say the Toronto market promises things. It's just the fans of Toronto sports teams. Like I'm such a gullible person. Mm-hmm. They're this is the year. They look great on paper. They look good on the field. Vladdy's lost twenty pounds. He's looking thin. It's the same conversation, and then I sit there, go out and buy a jersey, and I go, "This is the year." Yeah, I, I, I'm gullible to that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've always like it, it. I'm just, I can't be let down anymore, Jeff. I've you just have like enough. rose-colored glasses. Like you think, like, oh, this is destiny. Like the Mooseheads won World Juniors. They're going on this run. They gotta win. The Jays, they blew it against Seattle last year. They're gonna come in. They're gonna win the division. They're gonna go on a run. Like in just, my lifetime, I don't think I've been a winner. In my lifetime, I've been a winner. 2013 with the Mooseheads. I I wasn't on the team, but like <laughs> I was in the building, so I yeah. was a winner. Yeah. And I was born in Halifax. Uh-huh. Montreal's never won a cup in my lifetime. So I've only been a winner once. I guess Colorado when yeah. Nate won, I felt like a winner. Ah, come on. Yeah, but Nate's been on the podcast. <laughs> and Nate, me and Nate, you know. You truly felt like a winner? I felt like a winner. And especially when he came on after winning the, the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I felt like I was a winner. Okay, okay. You also don't have like a like a diehard hockey team. I mean, if Montreal's doing well, I'm a fan of Montreal. If they're not mm. doing well, I just kind of sit there and shut up. So I'm not, like yeah. a tr- I'm not a true fan. Yeah. But if they are doing well, then I'll pipe up. Mm. So... There's that. But yeah, like I've never really been a winner other than 2013. Mm-hmm. I, I won a couple of cross tournaments. That felt great. Mm-hmm. Never won like a regatta, like a, with paddling. Any big like hockey tournaments? Yes. I've won a lot of minor hockey tournaments. Mm-hmm. Well done, Jeff. Mm. Well done. Yeah, so I guess I have been a winner. I've yeah. been a winner a lot now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. I am a winner. Dude, I was talking to my cousin, and she's my age, and she's played like high level basketball her whole life. She said she's never won a so banner. She, so or, yeah, she gets what I'm talking about. Yeah, she's like my entire life, Jeff. I've never won and had like a big celebration on the court. So she's with us. She's one yeah. of us. She's one of us. Think about it, like you know, Corey Connors right now is one of us. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a loser. He's you know, he played well, but he's a loser right now. But he's probably had wins. Like yeah, amateur. he's had wins. I'm just yeah. saying, like. In the in the grand scheme of things, yeah, day to day sports fans are losers. Yeah, we're losers. Well, there's Leafs fans. Our good buddy Chris Tracy showed out. He, you know, I I gave him a hard time when we were in PEI. He had never even seen the the Leafs win a round until this year. So Chris, and he's is 23 a, years old. Chris is a loser. Yeah, he's with us. <laughs> what we should do is maybe create a Facebook group and just call it losers mm. and invite everyone. Think about yeah. how many people we could get to join that group because we're all losers. Mm. 
should we just change the high button Facebook to losers instead? Maybe he might be onto something. Yeah, we could double. Yeah, our fan base. Not even double, triple, quadruple. Just the losers. Yeah. And then you come join us. We get together at Dairy Queen every Thursday or something. Yeah. Get some ice cream. We talk about our feelings. Mm-hmm. And then we go home and we keep losing. Yeah. And then every now and then, you get to join the winner Facebook yeah. group. And then the winner Facebook group meets at McDonald's mm. on like Mondays. And they talk about their feelings. And maybe they get something. Maybe they get like a McFlurry with a yeah. with a yeah. burger or something. Like a little something extra because they're winners. Yeah. And then you come on back to Dairy Queen because you're a loser after. That's yeah. how that works. Yeah, We're we all kinda, losers. Yeah, we kind of send them off. Like if your hockey team wins the, the Stanley Cup and you're finally a winner, like we all wave them off like a graduation sort of thing. Go to McDonald's. You can get yeah. whatever you want. Yeah. And maybe the losers have to pay for it because they're winners. Mm. Because we know eventually yeah. they'll be back at Dairy Queen yeah. with us. Yeah, in like five years when your team traded all your good players and stuff. Yeah. yeah. That must have been a cool experience being a Pats fan for those years. Yeah. Yeah, like annoying for everyone else, but like if you were an actual Pats fan, mm. talk about bragging rights. You could be doing awful yeah. in life, but you're a Pats fan, you'll be all right. Even Pens fans, man, I got Pens. I got buddies who have seen three Stanley Cups in their lifetime. Yeah, I felt like a winner when Sid won. I think we all did. I wanted that Oilers win so bad this year, man. If they win one cup, I'll die happy. Edmonton. Yeah. So if if McDavid it doesn't even have to be McDavid, just Edmonton. No, in McDavid and Drysaddle together. So if Dreisaitl and McDavid are not there, and they win a cup. Ah, okay. Will well, that feel like a win? Yeah, no, it'll definitely feel like a win because that would be some insane timeline that, you know, would be almost unbelievable. But it's more like if, like, you know, there's so much pressure on them because of those contracts running down. It's like if they win one cup and then they, you know, whatever happens, happens, I'll be able to I'll be content. But if this, you know, if they just never... It, anyway, it's it's an emotional topic for me. I'm sorry. Yeah. For me, man, you're a loser. You're with us. <laughs> Patrick Waugh is going to the NHL. I'm telling you right now. I had the vibe on the... He's done in Quebec. His contract is up. He said he's not signing again. Isn't he the owner of the team? So if he wants yeah. to give himself the contract, he can just do it. Whatever. Yeah. But, man, the vibe in the, the, vibe in the rink yesterday... He was he's, there. Yeah, he's going. I think he's going to the NHL to be a GM or a coach. Imagine if Quebec gets an NHL team and he's just there coaching. That'd be in sick. that rink. Imagine if he goes to Toronto and he's the new GM of Toronto. <laughs> you imagine? You know, just a like. Think about it. Like it, when who was it? The who's the coach of the Mooseheads when they won the Memorial Cup? Dominic Ducharme. You know the opportunities that were given to him after he won the Memorial Cup just went. He, he was the coach of Montreal when they went to the finals. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the opportunities that are at your fingertips when you win a major junior championship, I think, are endless. So it'll be interesting to see, especially a guy like Mr. Waugh, what he's going to decide to do next year. Well, you know he was the Avs head coach before Bednar was, yep. the guy that McKinnon just won with. Yep. So he's he's dipped his foot in that NHL pond, and he didn't exactly swim. He was on that. Ter- he was the coach of that terrible Avalanche team that got first overall pick, or, or was yeah, they supposed got to get it. No, that was, that was before. This was uh, this was years later when Nate was already like about to hit his peak yeah. or his his upwards trajectory. Uh, trajectory. And uh, but yeah, so we'll see. That's interesting. Now you you think he's not going to be back then? Um, I think guys like that need challenges. 
mm-hmm. guys like that. Let's, I'm not comparing myself to Mr. Wall, but guys that succeed at one thing need to move on to something else in order to find that same drive. I think he will. He if he's the owner, he can always go back and be the coach. You know, he's always he always has a position with the Quebec Ramparts. But guys like that that win something at a certain level, I think, need to move on to five that extra drive to to, to dig deeper. Because going back to Quebec next year, you know, if he wanted to do it, great, go for it. But he said himself he's not re-signing as a head coach. He wants to go do something else. I just think that there's something deeper he wants to achieve. Think about it. A cup, a Stanley Cup as a player or a goalie, mm-hmm. a President's Cup as a coach in the queue. Imagine if he got a cup as a coach in the NHL. Mm. Or even like a GM. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It just, you know, guys like that that just feed off greatness always need to find a new challenge. And a new challenge is what he will find after this year. It'd be sick if they won the Mem Cup. I don't I don't know anything about the other CHL teams. I rarely know much. Mm. I don't even know anything about Quebec all the, other than that they won. Mm. But if they have a shot in hell at winning the Memorial Cup and they do, look <sighs> out. Look, I wish those moves made it. He could have any job in hockey. Maybe not any job, but he could have a handful. <laughs> he could have he, the least GM job. Woohoo! He could. Can you imagine? Could you imagine? <laughs> that's like uh, that's like Hextall going to work for the uh, the Penguins. Yeah. Like when he was a Philly guy, his entire career. They let him go away. Hextall. Yeah, he's lo- he's gone. Him and Burke. Yeah. Imagine though, if he's in yeah. Toronto. How yeah. much time are we at right now? Uh, forty-eight minutes. Forty-eight minutes. Yeah. Um. Just an overall really, really memorable weekend. I'll say that. Even though the weekend's still here, you can still put your feet up. You can still do what you want. Just being able to get away, head out to Bridgewater, watch sports, um, be with another couple, um, eat great food, come back to the city, and have just a... You know, I, I hate people that shit on Halifax and say there's nothing to do and yada yada. Toronto's a bigger market, Vancouver, Montreal. But just a really, really unique experience to be able to uh, experience that President's Cup final in Halifax and just, you know, come right from the cottage, be able to watch golf, knowing that there's a chance a Canadian could win. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of excitement, I guess, this past three days. And to be able to come home and go watch that Mooseheads game was just awesome. Really, really, really fun experience. And like I said, one of the most memorable years when it comes to hockey for me, just being able to watch all these games. Got to see my first Leafs-Habs game at the Bell. My first ever game at the Bell Center. Got to experience the World Juniors and them win. Arguably the next new Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid, and uh, Connor Bedard. Just Mm. watch him display his talents. Got to watch the President's Cup final in Halifax. I'm sure I'm missing a couple Leafs others. Playoff game. I got to go to a Leafs playoff game. Forgot about that. Yeah. I got, um, yeah. You know, Ice Jam, like that was awesome. Some of these tournaments that we got to experience. It's going to be. What? The Meltdown. The Montreal yeah. Meltdown. There's so many I'm forgetting. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be hard next year to uh, to top this. Even though, <laughs> even though I'm not going to. We just have people that are listening. Look out. We could be like a television network next year. With the amount of content we could be putting out. I can't say anything yet. Actually, we could be bigger than a television network. Let's screw that. Like, we're, man, there's a, like, I don't want to hype it up, but man, I just, I did, everyone that's listening right now, 
Oh, buddy. This is the classic like corporate corporate speak. Yeah. Oh, you just wait until you see what we got coming but next it's year. Not, it's not even just we wait. Got we got announcements on announcements on announcements. That's I I hate it when brands do that, man. But yeah, no. some things take time. That's that's business. Right? No, it's uh. Man, just wait. You know, we could be having an announcement when you know, like July. We could maybe have a, a, a mm. couple announcements. Yeah, yeah. We just, say. just hold on. What do they say? Like, hold on to your socks. Yeah, because things are gonna get. Things are gonna be moving. Not that things aren't moving right now, but mm. things are gonna get going. Just yeah. be. Just, just, just sit down, enjoy the ride, and uh, this is gonna be one of the best years I think of our lives, and hopefully the people at home listening, watching going to be one of the best years of your lives because you're going to be able to I, I man this company's pretty fun it's a pretty uh-huh. sick company i think it's going to be one of the the cooler if not the cooler companies in atlantic canada across canada in the next five years there's just so much potential happening right now and fuck it's just mm. sick it's just awesome yeah there's a lot of balls in the air man there's a lot you just got to go grab them yeah yeah exactly grab them and manage them see what's up yeah the uh, quick shout out before we finish to my mother's book, Mommy Don't. It's a big uh, book launch this Wednesday at the uh, Halifax Central Library. My mom wrote that book. It's on the Canadian bestsellers list right now. So uh, yeah, I know it's done really good. She's been on with Paul Brothers, all the boys, CTV, CBC, all that stuff. So shout out to that. Pick up a copy, True Crime, if you're into it. It's not a super long, overwhelming book, but it's about a local murder in Bridgewater from a few years ago. So I had to get that in there. A free ad read. Perks of the job, baby. <laughs> When's the book reading at Chapters? Uh, no, it's at the Halifax Central Library. Oh, the big the, fancy one. On Spring Garden? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Wednesday night. Uh, what I believe time? at 7. Is she reading the whole book? No, it's like a, she does like a in-person like interview like a, like this. Like you talk back and forth about the book for a bit and then she reads like an excerpt. And then, like, everyone just kind of convenes, you know, it's in, like, one of their big conference rooms, I guess. No way. Yeah. That's exciting. It's cool stuff. Yeah, she started writing, you know, she started writing that book years and years ago, so I've seen it all the way through. So, proud of you, Cher, but yeah, we'll see. All right, on. Well, good, great job, Cher. Good luck on the read on uh, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone listening, you know, once again, you know, we can't thank you guys enough for the support. We appreciate you. I, everyone at the Scotiabank Center this past weekend and everyone that I spoke to at the rink, uh, you know, thanks for saying hi. I love that stuff. Every time someone yells hi button at me, I just, I'm still floored. No one yells Justin. Everyone just yells hi button. I just, mm-hmm. I love it. So if, um, you know, if you saw me and you yelled at me, I appreciate it. Um, enjoy the week because right now you're still on the weekend so you can still do whatever the hell you want no responsibilities do what you want have fun put your feet up and I think that's all I gotta say alright make sure oh yeah make sure to do that prayer tonight at dinner for Boston game 4 because we gotta go to game 5 alright Rope. yeah
I'm as free as a bird. 